Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hi, everyone. Before I get into my intro for my next guest, I thought that I would just give you guys a little update on what's going on with me today. I have had actually so much alone time today, which I am so, so, so grateful for. We woke up this morning. I got Sunny all ready for school, packed his lunch, and then Timmy took him to school because I had an early call with someone that was actually in South Africa, which is so cool. And she was so cool. And I feel like we would be friends in another life. But I'm redesigning my website with a company called Chloe Digital. And one of their employees is based in South Africa. And anyways, we got to chat at 8 a.m. And it was a super great, inspiring, fun conversation. And I was all alone in the house by myself. And then after that, I had a few hours of just like sitting at my breakfast table. I had a lot of good alone time to really like cross a lot of things off my to-do list and then actually be creative. I worked on the names for Cozy Co for all the pieces of my collection. So that was really fun. Like it's just nice to have those quiet times when you're not just always answering to-dos and you're able to have the time of like creation. So it doesn't just feel like you're on this hamster wheel. Like it feels like you're actually getting somewhere. But let's get into the episode. Jessica's why was so cool. Another girl that I felt instantly connected to and felt like we could be friends, which I really like because as you guys know, it's hard for me sometimes to like really be myself when interviewing because I know you guys have probably heard a lot of people talk about this, but when you start a podcast and you don't really have a lot of experience in interviewing or like journalism, it's really hard to keep a conversation flowing sometimes because you're just thinking about the next thing that you need to ask them. So you can't really be in the moment and have an engaged conversation. And it's really lovely for me when I have guests that I like immediately feel comfortable with and can just have a conversation based on key topics as opposed to having to feel the pressure to like interview her and just spit out questions and check all the boxes. So Jessica was one of those guests that 
the conversation just flowed so nicely and we were really on the same wavelength. And I, again, learned so much from her. Jessica Zweig is the CEO of Simply Be, which is an agency, a premier personal branding firm based in Chicago, serving clients across the globe. Named a personal branding expert by Forbes, a top digital marketer to watch by Inc., and honored with the gold and silver Stevie Award for Female Entrepreneur of the Year in 2018 and 2019, Jessica facilitates sold-out workshops and speaks on the power of personal branding to corporations including Google, Salesforce, Virgin, Nike, Motorola, Red Bull, and Bank of America. She also hosts the marketing podcast, The Simply Be Podcast. Jessica's debut book, Be a No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself launches in February 2021. I had such a great conversation with her on really just owning who you are and letting that shine and letting that lead the way through any endeavor you have and not trying to follow in people's footsteps, but learning from them and then making things your own. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I know a lot of you guys have loved these type of entrepreneur branding tips, building business type themes. So I hope you really enjoy this. Self-care is something that I know it's a very like hot topic word. Everybody's using it and it has a different meaning to everybody. And I don't want to I don't want to just throw the term around. And so I want to have important conversations about like what it actually means to you and and how it can be different for everyone. I think talking about it more, putting it down on paper, having these kinds of conversations allow other people to realize, one, how important it is. And then two, what is their form of self-care? What serves them? So you are you know, an entrepreneur and you have a book and you have a company and a husband and, and, and dogs and so much. What are those things that you're doing for yourself right now that are like just for you that you feel actually like energized afterwards? Yes. So I don't have a lot of space in my day because of everything you just said. So yeah, it's really, it's really the truth. And so I get that little buffer in the morning and that little buffer at night just to really be, and I'm a huge, huge journaler. So journal, I have stacks and stacks and stacks of journals since I was in fifth grade, literally that, you know, that like hypothesis, if your house was ever burning down, like, what would you grab? I would grab my journals because they're, they're my life story. And, you know, they're really the documentation of my entire you know, becoming. Yeah. And so I journal pretty much every day and it's, you know, two to three pages, you know, 15 minutes, 10 minutes. Sometimes if I only have five minutes, I'll do it. Sometimes I'll, I'll languish 30 minutes, but I've also gotten to enter drawing. I know this sounds kind of cheesy. Ooh, not at all. Yeah. So I, I have journals that have pages with blank pages, not lines. And I have yeah. these really beautiful markers and pens. So like, tapping into my creativity and feeling like a little girl again, and really nourishing that feminine inner child, you know, as someone that's really operating in her masculine, running a business, being an entrepreneur, leading, growing. So really tap into that sacred space, I think just is so healthy. And I started doing that actually just in the last year, just really like drawing and kind of depicting like what I'm going through in imagery. It's, it's actually really powerful and complementing like written word. And mm-hmm. end of the day, if I can 
squeeze in Whitney a, a bath with salt and oils and incense and music like that and I like I tell my husband to lovingly leave me alone for 20 minutes it is the most sacred way to end my day mm-hmm. and if I can just squeeze that in obviously I I'll take more time on like a weekend for like a yoga class and you know a manicure right. or whatever but daily micro actions like that make a huge huge difference it's so true it's so true i think that is so neat what you touched on about really tuning into like that inner child because she is that core of you that doesn't have any of like the distractions or the things pulling at her or the insecurities like she has that kind of pure innocence yeah. that you need to tap into in order to feel like the most common and in order to feel the most you yeah. like without anybody else's opinions of what you should be doing right exactly exactly i think we really lose that as we obviously mm-hmm. grow older and there was such purity when we were little girls like we were so un- uninhibited we didn't care what yeah. anyone thought of us. We were the most yeah. authentic expressions of ourselves. And then society and culture and people and the media and social media, like it starts to tell us that we are wrong for being who we are. And we all, no matter how successful we, you know, we become or how empowered we become, we all still have those insecurities. And mm-hmm. I think finding little points in your day where you can, or just your week or your month, if you, if it, if that's whatever you, you get, can, yeah. whatever you can to tap into that, to that authenticity is, is just really healing, you know, mm-hmm. really, really healing is what it is. Just want to say thank you so much to my partners who helped me make this podcast happen. I know that some of you guys complain about the number of ads, but honestly, it's a huge, huge part of the show. They are the people who make the show happen, who pay the amazing editors and producers to make this podcast happen. So thank you to them. And now let's talk about them. This year, turn your resolutions into a reality. Did any of you guys feel like this year you really wanted to just nourish and feed yourself? Like that's really one of the things that we have control over right now. And so I felt that I was just actually talking about this, how important it has been for me to actually feed myself for my own mental health, my sanity, my happiness, everything, my comfort. Like it's just so necessary. So I'm so excited to be working with Sakara because they are a wellness company rooted in the transformative power of plant-based food. So whether you're looking to try plant-based eating, build an empowered body, boost skin's glow, or simply feel your best, Sakara makes it easy to create rituals that last. It's safe to say that we're ready to leave 2020 behind and really set new intentions for the year. So Sakara makes it easy. Their organic ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients, and they are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. Their menu of creative chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners changes weekly, so you'll never get bored. You'll never get sick of it. There's always something new, and it's always delivered fresh anywhere in the U.S., Along with delicious plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials for optimal nutrition. They have supplement packs called the Foundation, and their metabolism superpower delivers support for gut health, energy, immunity, and healthy skin. Things for we are 
all striving for on a regular basis. They have received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, the New York Times, all the smart people knowing all the good stuff to try. So right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash with wit or enter code with wit at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash with wit to get 20% off your first order. That's sakara.com slash with wit. You know, those things you are too embarrassed to talk about when it comes to dating, like when to say I love you, how to define the relationship. Well, we met at Acme touches upon all of those subjects and more, and we get right into it with our guests and talk about their dating lives and also what not to do when it comes to dating, because we're all kind of confused together. So you can tune in every Sunday to We Met at Acme and maybe you can learn a thing or two while I learn a thing or two. And now back to our chat. Obviously now you're the founder of Simply Be, which is like essentially a marketing and branding agency, right? Yes. And so I want to hear how you got started and your path to this and just what your whole brand ethos is. Well, I will. I know that's a loaded question. Yeah, I know, right? A lot of questions. <laughs> I love it, though. <laughs> I, I love it. I interview too, and I, I like tell me all the things when I get a guest. Just go for it. Yeah. Yes. So um, I have been an entrepreneur for a minute. I've been an entrepreneur before ever, like everyone was an entrepreneur. I, I was an entrepreneur before I even understood what the word meant. <laughs> to be honest, I started my career. <laughs> I actually went to school for theater. I was an actress for a few years out of college, and then in 2008. I was 26, so I'm, I'm dating myself, but it was the dawn of social media. It was the dawn of really the internet, 2008. I started an online fashion and food blog, and it blew up, and it became the biggest online platform for women in the city of Chicago uh, for seven years. I actually think we featured you. You like came into the city once, and we did like a, we were at some event, and I think we covered it. Yes. Yeah, I, I know I met you <laughs> yes. before, and um, it's really true. And I. I was, you know, kind of this like it, it, it girl about town, you could say during those seven years. Yeah. And I wasn't cool in high school, but I was like a nerd. So I was really a lot of retribution in my late twenties when all of a sudden I became this like girl to know in the city. And yeah, you know, I was my first business. It was, I was so green when it came to money and leadership and all of it, but I cut my teeth. It was my, you know, real life MBA. We grew this massive audience. We became this fully fleshed out digital platform that published 35 articles a week. We worked with all of the major brands. We hosted parties every single month. It was an amazing ride and I'll never like crap on it, but I was also operating out of a lot of, you know, unconscious ego, if I'm going to be frank, and really made a lot of mistakes. And I learned from those mistakes. I think you have to fail to, to fail forward. and. I don't believe you win or lose, you win or you learn, right? And got myself into some financial debt. I was partying a lot. I was physically unhealthy, spiritually, mentally unhealthy too. Had a partner, a business partner. We were like girlfriends and we went into business together and that had its own set of challenges. And and so by the end of that seven-year chapter, you know, I was really out of alignment. Like I had kind of done a bit of spiritual work and sort of doing a lot of personal growth work and just really looked at this business that I had created. And even though I had 
you know, built it, it was mine. It was, it was not even mine. It was me. I, I could feel intuitively that it was off. And so the long of the short of it is I left and everyone was like, what? Like no one understood why I, I could leave this huge ass platform that I built after seven years from the outside in. It was the place everyone wanted to work. It was like, you know, we were like on top of the world in a way, but Jessica inside did not feel true to herself. And I have this little tiny tattoo, which you can see because we're on Zoom and it says simply be. And um, it had been there for a very long time before, before this moment. I'd gotten in my early 20s and I just remember looking at it one day and hearing the call of my inner voice. And, and she said, you, you need to leave this business and you need to go off and do something else. Doesn't matter what it is, but call it simply be because you need to be reminded every day to be in your truth. And right now you're not. And it was like a clear voice. I like, I just got chills. It's like a true message. And so I left and I went off on my own and I called it simply the agency. And I was just going to help people with their marketing and branding and just do whatever I could to help people. Cause I really wanted to get out of my ego and I wanted to be in service. And, and I got not at all be about you. Right. Exactly. It wanted to be taking what I had learned over the course Mm -hmm. of those seven years, building, you know, a massive platform and apply those learnings to other people. And it was really interesting. People came to me out of nowhere. Like I launched this business by announcing on Facebook, I was leaving. It was no strategy, zero tactics, like no marketing plan. I was just like, Hey, I'm here. Pretty much. I was like in a ton of emotional reaction at the time. I was like, this is me. This is what I'm doing. Call but me. That's how I launch almost everything. I'm just yeah. like, oh, I have an idea. And then like a month later, or however long it's here. And I'm just going to hope that Basically. people like it. <laughs> exactly. It's quite literally what I did. And I, yeah. I had no, no, no concept of the power of that though. I mean, you have a personal brand with like you right. too. And I, and a platform. Well, cause you're just being you, you're not right. like overthinking or overanalyzing. And obviously there are pros to that. So their strategy is important and like building a business is important and building a brand and taking a time to know who you are and who your customer is. All those things are important, but sometimes it's equally important to just like say how you feel and share what you're doing and then see what happens, you know, like throw a bunch of things at a wall and see what sticks. Girl. Yes. There's real magic yeah. in that. There's real mm-hmm. magic in that. And mm-hmm. we, I think, often overprocess and over overthink what our so next moves will be. And, mm-hmm. you know, back, I think one of the biggest morals of that's my, that part of my story is like, I, I followed my gut. I followed my heart. And as soon as that decision was authentically made, my, my life expanded. Like things would simply be kicked off. Like I got clients overnight. I all of a sudden had this brand new business literally within a week that I had all these clients. And, and that was my aha moment. Cause at the time I didn't really understand personal branding. Like I didn't understand the power of building a personal brand. And that's what simply be now does. We help our clients specifically with their personal brands. And it's been one kind of micro step after the next. And we've built this, you know, very large business and a matter of a few years. And I have a 12 person full-time staff and clients everywhere and like on all, all over the world. And it's, it's, it's really a testament. Yes. To sure. Like, I guess my ability to, to build a business for sure. But I think that people are really hungry to be themselves, you know, to show up online and in a very true way and to be who they are and use it 
as their business. Like what an exciting yes. time to be alive that we can It is so true. Do that. And now a word from our brand partner. I'm so excited to talk about Art of Tea because I have newly become obsessed with tea and it is the first thing I do in the morning to make myself feel whole and centered and calm and relaxed. And I recently found Art of Tea and I love them. It's an organic tea importer based in LA and they're on a mission to impact as many lives as possible through tea by creating a healthy, delicious, and sustainable tea drinking experience. A little bit about them. Steve Schwartz, the founder and CEO of Art of Tea, began the company after forming a passion for Ayurveda and alternative medicine. Since then, Art of Tea has become a leading purveyor of organic and specialty teas. Each year, Steve, a now world-renowned master tea blender, which is such a cool thing to be, travels extensively, returning with rare and unique teas from around the world. They want to do well by doing good. And they really hope to create a brighter tomorrow through tea. Their ingredients are of the highest quality. They source from the top 2% of all teas produced in the world. And they make everything in-house in LA. So every time you order from Art of Tea, your order will be made fresh just for you. They even produce their tea bag sachets in-house. They have over 100 blends to choose from, including like white, green, oolong, black, poor, and herbal varieties. And they even have a dessert line tea to satisfy a nice little sweet tooth. Go check them out. It's organic tea. And tea for me has been something like I was saying that has really been a great way to start my day. I'm giving you guys a special offer. Today, you can try their delicious organic teas for 20% off using code WITHWIT20 at www.artoftea.com. That's WITHWIT20 for the code if you go to artoftea.com, A-R-T-O-F-T-E-A.com. Back to the chat. I want to talk about building a brand because I think that that's a term also that a lot of people talk about. And right now it's just a very, that kind of conversation is everywhere. Cause like you said, there are so many entrepreneurs out there and there are so many platforms where we can just be constantly building our own stuff and doing it ourselves and creating our own brand ethos. But when someone comes to you to like, quote, build a brand, like take me through a little Cliff's notes, like step-by-step process of like, of that discovery and what you're really helping them do so that people out there can maybe like do this kind of exercise on their own, you know? Amazing. So just contextually, right? So when I, I left my magazine, my magazine was called Cheeky. I thought Mm -hmm. all of my equity, all of the value of what I did and who I was seen as was in that business. Mm -hmm. But I learned overnight that I had the value, that the equity was actually in my name and my reputation. And the reason for that is because we do business with people. Like Whitney, you'll launch a million different products and platforms and what, but people will follow Whitney because of you, like the whole, that you're the, you're the helm of that, right? So the more that we architect then a personal brand that is human, that is authentic, that is of service, the more magnetic you become, you become your own best marketing tool in anything you ever launch. And so 
I just want to set the stage with that for those listening that you really have to think about yourself as a brand and it's not vain and it's not egotistical. It's so hard to do, to be a salesperson for yourself. That's one of the biggest challenges that I have faced. Yeah. And yet you being you sells itself, right? And you're not going to sell to everybody. That's the other thing. Like you're going to sell to the people who are for your right people. Like right. The more, one of my favorite quotes is, a cheeky quote, but it's like a fun one. And it, I believe it applies to marketing is your vibe attracts your tribe, right? Mm. So everything is energy. Like that's spirituality, that's science, that's quantum science. Everything is energy and we're vibrating at frequencies. Like I have a frequency, you have a frequency. And the more you embody your frequency, meaning the more you unapologetically do you, the more you're going to things happen. You're going to repel people who are off, who are not at that frequency. And you're going to magnetize people who are at that frequency. The more you are you, you'll repel and you'll attract. And that's a good thing. You don't want everybody. You just need your right people. Yeah. I think that I sort of feel like I'm at that point right now where I'm like starting to really own who I am. But it's a scary place because there's an in-between phase before getting there when you're on your way to just like unapologetically being yourself that feels scary that can like deter you from getting there, you know? Yes, it do. I think this is a really though important point. Can we just double click into it? Yes, please. Double click into it. It's my favorite all the time. So I feel like this is authenticity. This is really where, where the rubber meets the road. When we start to shift and we up level and we grow and we shed, right? And that's the course of life. Like it, we're meant to evolve. And when that happens, not everybody can ride with the next version mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? Keep yourself small because you don't want to like lose people that aren't playing at that level and right. or your level anymore. And right. so part of the path to authenticity is scary. It requires courage. And you, but yet you look at yourself in the mirror every day. You hit your own pillow and your own, your own head at the end of the day. You have to feel in alignment to, to your truth. And only you know right. that. And so I commend you and anybody, and I'm on it too. Like I, I have another, another quote, like I'm filled with them. I guess like, yes, please. I love them. <laughs> you can say to people like vibe up or vibe out. You know, and that's, that's what happens. Like when you, when you evolve, people are going to eject themselves and you have to accept that and take that as a sign that you're actually on the right track. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It does. And I feel like I'm like, I, I was saying I'm on my way to getting there and it takes maturity and it takes a lot of like introspection, but like I finally have committed to doing a lot of work that I've put off for a long time. Again, it comes, I think it comes with age, like sort of this mental clarity and honoring who you are. All of a sudden, these types of things you start to think about as you obviously get older. So it's, I'm just going through it right now. So I'm, I'm doing that a lot though. Like in terms of business, I'm, I'm launching a loungewear collection in April called Cozy Co., And so this is something where I, that's why I wanted to pick your brain about like finding brand identity because, so the first step is like figuring out who you are and then essentially like not who your customer is, but I don't know, you tell me, it's just figuring out like what your brand ethos is. Yeah. So yeah. Back to your question. Cause I mean, 
the first step for everyone is to kind of like accept their brand, get over the fact that not everyone's going to like them. Yeah. To be, to be in service, to feel worthy of being seen and known for who you truly are. Like that's step one. That's a mindset shift. That needs to happen before you put any pen to paper. So that's why I started there. Second step gets into the mechanics of actually building a message, right? And architecting a brand story that is 360. So I often say that your personal brand sits at the intersection of what you do. So you as the entrepreneur, you as the product developer, you know, you as the, you know, visionary of designer, like that's really what you do, but you're more than what you do, right? You're who you are. It's your full person. And so reconciling the fact that branding is an exercise in clarity. You have to be crystal clear. And yet as a human being, we're, com- we're complex, we're complicated, we're emotional, we're ever evolving. We have tons of things we care about. You can't talk about everything in a brand. You have to be really selective. And so at Simply Be, we help our clients identify their four brand pillars. Four, I find, is that sweet spot that really achieves that clarity, but also doesn't sacrifice depth. And if you're really positioning, you know, Cozy Co., like you can, you can actually apply this methodology to a product brand as well, but it's also intended ideally for, for people to really get clear on how they want to show up and how they want to be seen. So like you're a mom, you know, you have like this, you know, you're a really great friend. You have other passions, personal growth. It sounds like meditation. How do you weave those things in really selectively? into the brand story of Cozy Co and this new product and your why and the story behind it and how you're using it in your lifestyle. These are all touch points that you can clarify around how wit shows up as the founder of this company. And I can go a bit deeper into all that, but starting with those four brand pillars and then creating content and messaging that's really consistent. So clarity and consistency are the keys to, I say, compounding and really um, one of the biggest secrets about this work is that you are just who you say you are over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Like that's how people begin to associate you. It's very simple. Okay. Now word from our brand partner, Kula. First of all, how cool of a name is Kula? So cool that they invented that. Names are hard. You guys names are really, really hard. But I first started using Kula with their sun care products. And I loved, loved, loved their sun care products. They always smelled so good and were so fresh and clean. And I knew that everything that was in them was good for me. And so I was so excited that they just launched a new organic skincare collection that supports your skin's natural barrier to help fight modern day skin aggressors like blue light which as we know comes from our screens and our computers, which I'm literally two inches away from right now, toxins, dry air, which I'm also currently in, in this house of heat, and even your lifestyle. Kula's organic skincare is your skin's first line of protection. So it really is that barrier. It keeps the moisture and nutrients in and modern day environmental and digital stressors out. This is something I was actually talking to a skincare specialist with the other day, a facialist at Dr. Nazarian's office. She was talking about how important these barrier products are in keeping out yuck stuff. They also have a great barrier cream fortifying moisturizer, which harnesses the healing power of the sea with organic ingredients like sea kelp and blue algae to boost hydration and help fortify your skin's natural barrier. 
They also have a Vital Rush Skin Renewal Serum, which revitalizes stressed skin with an organic blend of plant-powered ingredients. This product is amazing, you guys. So if you really want to give what your skin feels like it needs right now, check out Kula Organic Skincare on Kula.com. That's C-O-O-L-A.com. We'll even give you 10% off your first order with the code WITHWIT. That's Kula.com, C-O-O-L-A.com, and use the code WITHWIT for 10% off your first order. And now back to our conversation. For me as a personal brand, I've realized that the more I am myself and the more I share and the more I'm authentic, the more successful I then am. And I know that that sounds weird, but then what irks me a little is like this feeling, this pressure that I need to be sharing so much and I need to be my most authentic self and I can't have any secrets and I have to be you know what I'm saying? Like this feeling that I need to tell everybody what's going on all the time. And so that my hard part right now is finding that balance between like, so so that people really trust that I'm telling them the truth and I'm really telling them what's going on, but I can't really tell them everything that's going on all the time. Like I just can't be one of those people or influencers, you know, like what would you, what advice would you give me? That that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that that's okay. That that's a perfectly fine and beautiful choice. That you don't owe. I say this all the time. You don't owe the world your life in a glass case. Just because we have social media, you know, doesn't. And you're a very well known person. Doesn't mean that you owe anyone anything. And I think that you can share personal things selectively and not share other things selectively and not sacrifice authenticity because, you know, I'm just going to diagnose you here, but I think this goes for every, everyone like yeah. your sweetness and your heart and your passion, and your, you know, women for women and your inclusivity is that's what makes you authentic. But like, I don't need to hear about, you know, the fight you had with your partner. To, well, I'm just making that up for me to believe that you're authentic. Right, 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 right. So like, let yourself off the hook because who you are being is so clearly authentic and real. That's what, that's what people will really ascribe to. And those that want the juice and the drama, like, you know, they can find that somewhere somewhere else. else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just so hard to not compare yourself to others, even though you know, you just know you're not supposed to do that. Like it's so not, it's so obvious, but it's so hard. Like there have been times I actually was thinking the other day that I was just going to unfollow every single person that I follow and just have like still obviously post and do my own thing, but like not follow anybody because maybe it was better for me not to know what everybody else was doing. Yes. And then, then the other part of me is like, well, I should know. So I'm like aware and I'm versed in the industry and I know who's doing what and blah, blah, blah. And that, so I know that's something that you touch on a lot is like how not to compare yourself to others because how, how you then devalue yourself in doing so. Yeah, I do. I mean, I talk about this a lot. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's, I so relate by the way to like getting, I like think about other people's like, coffee drink and meditation because I'm like sitting in meditation. I'm like, 
Melissa would drink lemon water in the morning with her oat milk latte. And I'm like, why am I thinking about that right now in my meditation? At right. my or like, or like, should I be drinking that? And subconsciously, you don't even know the voices that are, you know, they're all of a sudden you're beating yourself up for not having drank lemon water before exactly. you're working out. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's the yeah. stuff because we're inundated with these messages because we've of, of the follow, right? To your point. Yes. Love that idea of unfollowing everybody, at least for a minute. But <laughs> <laughs> really, we get so much headspace back. But I know. So true. But I think, you know, we're all as women, I think, prone to compare ourselves. And, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here on a soapbox at all, but I mean, no, but period and sentence. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I'm just not a jealous person. I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. built that way. Like when other women shine and rock and crush and like are amazing in the world, I, I want to see that. I genuinely root for other women succeeding and being happy and beautiful and all all of the things I really do. But that doesn't mean that I'm not triggered, right? If I'm having a dark moment or if I'm in a bad place, you know, especially if it's tied to something I specifically want or feel lacking in, and then I see something and I get triggered, right? Mm-hmm. It's a trigger is, you know, in my view has two meanings. It can like trigger an internal sense of smallness and resentment and story and anger and judgment, mm-hmm. guilty, have those feelings Obviously, or, yeah. right. Or it can trigger you to act, you know, to do something about whatever it is that you're potentially not doing and to really get more than anything, send love to an unhealed part of yourself. Yeah. That's all that that trigger is truly reflecting back to you. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with her. It has everything to do with you and you, you need to be tended to. That's a wound inside of you that needs love, right, right, you know, right, or just right. taking a breath and remembering that in the moment is a practice. At least that I try. Yeah. I think that's so important. Instead of just like passively scrolling and doing that, it's being conscious that you're doing that and like realizing, okay, it's okay to have this feeling, but like why do I have this feeling? And, and not, maybe not even why, but like, let me just like send love to that feeling. Right. Yes. And ask yourself, like when that feeling comes up, check in with you. Are you, how are you feeling that day? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling, you know, uncomfortable in your jeans? Are you feeling tired? Are you feeling like, where is this all coming from? Exactly. That, that is the more important question. So, okay. So you have your new book B. I watched your Instagram story or it was a, I think it was Instagram TV of you opening the box of books for the first time. And I, you know, I was like so young when I wrote a book, I don't think that I was even connected to what it really meant, but like, it's just so, so, so cool. So tell us about this book and what this moment has meant to you. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. Uh, it's called Be a No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself. And it is a book that is going to teach you how to build your personal brand the right way from the inside out, authentically, tactically, messaging, content, strategy, PR, and social media. And there's no other book, I believe, on the market that goes that deep and is that truly detailed of what this work really takes. But it's packaged inside of what I call an empowerment manifesto. 
because like I said, most people don't do this work, not because they're overwhelmed by the social media strategies, but because they don't feel like they're worthy in the first place to be seen and to be loved and to shine. And that is really what my book is going to do. It's the permission slip to be who you are and the roadmap to help you build it. And it's been three years. You know, I, I, I dreamed about writing a book when I was a little girl and like, it's a dream come true. And that's why you saw those tears come through on my IG TV. And, you know, I just, I just, you know, for anyone that's ever launched anything significant, whether it's a book or it's a business or whatever, it's, it takes a village. It's a, it's a mountain. And so to be at the, the summit right now and about to launch, it's just extremely overwhelming and surreal. And I, last thing I'll say, I really believe in my book and I think women especially need it. And I want, you know, to do my part in changing the world, this book, like I really, really believe in what it will do for people. So it's on, it's on shelves February 16th. So based on when this airs, it might be out and just really hope it reminds people to be who they are, who they were born to be. I think that is really one of the most important messages that I touch on and Timmy and I talk a lot about on our YouTube too, because a lot of people ask us like, you know, how to become an influencer or how to launch a business or how to build a brand or how, what even is an entrepreneur? And like, I, the, the answer that we always come back to similarly to yours is to just be yourself, to just be as uniquely you as you can be because everybody else is taken, you know? And so I, sometimes I think about that, like when I'm, I'm launching this, this loungewear line, I'm like, oh, everybody's launching a loungewear line, right? Like I'm just, this is so predictable. This is so obvious. Like, and I kind of beat myself up for it. And I, sometimes I, I will look at the, yesterday we finalized the whole collection and I looked at it and I was like, God, I really love this, but it's really simple. Is it too simple? Has everyone like already seen this before? And I think what I have to remember or continually tell myself is like, it's from me. It's from my heart. It's the color palette that I chose because these are my favorite colors right now. It's the sweatshirt fit that I chose because it reminds me of like a sweatshirt that my dad had when he was younger. You know, it's the sweatpants with the whole at the bottom that's like just big enough so it won't cut you off and it has pockets for the moms like it has and you know I try to tell I'm saying these things out out loud to really like convince myself that it's different I think that that's what everybody has to to do and it sounds like that's what your book is is based off of so I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I'm so excited for you and your line. And the way you just Thank described you. it, it's going to be so huge. It's going to be such so. a success because of just hearing you talk about it and describing the intentionality and the love and the details and the alignment to you and to your why and your story. You're going to have all of the right people buy it. And like, I know so I could feel it. And like, that's a lesson just as my book is a lesson. Like what, what just explained is that's the feeling we all have. It's like, well, is this enough? Is this done before? Is this, you know, lame, whatever, but then get back to, to the root of the matter, which is your heart, your why, your audience, like your story. 
and no one can compare to that and it will be a success no matter no matter what and i really believe in that so thank you for sharing that because that was really insightful and inspiring to me you're welcome well thank you so much for taking the time to do this podcast where can everybody find you and get your book you can go to jessicazweig.com. That's my website. And you can go to jessicazweig.com backslash bonuses if you want to get the book and get a bunch of free content with it. Um, you can find me on, yeah, I've built up all of these amazing pre-order and they'll be available after the book comes out, um, bonus content. And then jessicazweig on Instagram. It's really where I spend most of my time. So come find me and say hi. Amazing. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.